boy. How you been, man? What's going on with you? Oh, man, you know, just living life every day with my family and, you know, going through my I mean, this profession, I mean, you know, teaching and coaching now. So, I mean, just going through different experiences and really just learning every day new stuff or more stuff I already learned. Because, you know, in profession I do and being a dad now, it's like you never stop learning stuff, you know, how to deal with people, how to go about life, how to handle situations. So, I mean, these last really four years since I've had a daughter and started this profession, man, it's just been number blessings, honestly. Yeah, I'll show you on that, man. You out there coaching, bro. Like, I'm proud of you, man. Like, you always was. Like, I always knew you was going to be a coach, bro. Even back in high school, even back in middle school, bro, you know so much about the game and sports in general. I knew it was coming, man. No, nah, man, I appreciate that. I don't know, man. Something about sports, man. I think because I like you can relate. People can always relate to sports and stuff they can take from it. It was just seemed like, but I gravitated early so early in life because I liked it, you know. And it got to the point, you know, going to college and stuff. It was like, what do you want to do? And I kept saying to myself, like, I don't mind dealing with, you know, being around teenagers and all that. Because as you get older, you realize like that time period is like very important, you know. That's true. Whether you realize it then, or you get older, you're like, yo, that. Those four years, people get high school, really, my first period started like seventh grade. It's like vital. So it's like, why not get a professional impact them? And then being able to coach with it, you know, just like a bonus. Man, I feel you, bro. That's true, man. You got to start them out from young, man. Like, man, I remember middle school with Coach Baker and like Coach Danny here and like, was it Coach Bass? Man, like, if it wasn't for them, man, like, I don't think my football career would have been what it was. And I definitely don't think I would have been like the person I am today for sure. So I feel you on that, man. If it wasn't, um, if you didn't play football, bro, what other sport would you have played? Yeah, I really don't know, man. I honestly, be honest, probably nothing. Be completely honest. What? No. That's like I promise you. What it's like? There's nothing I really like had interest in, like playing outside. Like you with your boys, you like playing basketball and stuff like that. Yeah, just for fun, but not for like seriously. Yeah. And another other sport, like I watched him, but I was like, I don't really like playing. But like football was like just it, you know. Just I like playing football. Like what it, what it brings, what you learn from it. All the other sports, I was like, it's fun to do it. But I was like, it wasn't wasn't really – they weren't on my mind like that. I feel you. Yeah, man, I, I didn't really – I was too bad about football in high school, man. I was like, nah, I don't really want to do nothing else, man. So I feel you on that, man. So but I got this one question, bro. This is this is pure honesty. Give me pure honesty on this. Do you think you should have started at left tackle your junior year? Left tackle? Ah. Uh, I mean, I already look at it that way. I, I look at it like I I go about like so my sophomore year, I got like real lazy with it, right? Yeah. And so I wasn't on JV. I was on JV beach, I was on sub varsity. And then the only reason I got coach rack everybody's attention was that spring ball going into my junior year. Uh like a bunch of people got hurt and you had a bunch of people off, like I baseball too. So it was like, y'all just got to get in your reps. And for some reason, like that spring ball, I busted my tail. And then that summer, I busted my butt. And then I felt like I was having a good fall camp. But then uh, I think our inner squad scrimmage it was, I remember we were, I was blocking through we a double team with somebody. I remember shout out to Jacob Alvarado. He like ran like straight through 
like my wrist, like we're doubling three tech. He's defensive end. He came through because he was tracking the ball. He like ran straight through our arms, but he like broke my wrist. So at that point, I remember you know, that. And the cast they gave it, yeah, it's like you know, it's hard to block with like one hand. And then yeah. I missed like the next week. I got clear for the first game, and uh, but then I think it's season one. I have to be completely honest, like. I, I almost had mentally checked out. Like I think I kind of knew I had the I had the wrong mindset of like like the spots were solidified. Yeah. As for I think the cast is something to do with it, being that young, not know how to deal with something like that. You know, like I kind of need both my hands and things. So I really wasn't like how can I overcome this? I kind of just let it, I would say defeat me because I had that cast on me all the way until like week seven. Yeah. And they gave me like a regular one. So I mean, but I can, I you know, like all that, learn from that, how to not let, you know, similar situations like that, you know, impact me. But did you think about transferring? You know, I learned a lesson from me. never, man. So, like, okay. whatever reasons, like my grandparents, like my grandparents, they're not from San Antonio, but they, they got down there and they always went to like gym games, like before I was born and stuff. You know, Converse fans are like, like they're real fans. Like they don't yeah, just show yeah. out when you're doing good. Like they there. And Converse they took is me crazy. Games, like my whole life. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you got to love the city. But they took me to games my whole life. And so I was like, I'm going to go to, like, I'm going to go to Judge no matter what. And transferring schools to me, I wasn't, was never in my mind. I was like, I want to finish school. Like with my friends, the, the, the relationships I built, some of them were already considered brothers. Yeah. And I was like, and I get to go to Judson. And, you know, when you go to the school, which, like, to Brad, like, the most hated school in the area, it's like, why would you leave that? Facts. Big facts. Nobody likes Judson. <laughs> Nobody in San Antonio likes Judson. That's, man, that's crazy. I got a question for you, man. Who are the top five players you ever played against? Like, is this high school or, like, high school and college? Let's go with high school first. Uh, you, don't have, you don't have to put them in order. No, order. Uh, one, uh, you know, like Stephon Moody. Boy. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like two of them. Really, a lot of them really come from our team. You know, Moody was one because uh, he just came rocking heads, dude. Like, Moody was like that was crazy. like you got to buckle that up like every every play. Definitely, uh, definitely, because Moody was crazy. Uh, then. Chris Pryor, you know, he was just hard to block. Like, whether you're double team or you're, like, watching, like, the guard have to block him. And he's just, like, he was bigger than everybody. He was stronger than everybody. He was, like, at that time, I don't think everybody had to see somebody that big move that fast. Never. That and, Never. And, just like, and, yeah, I that right there. And then, uh, that's, a, that's a tough list, man. Uh, I know when we played still my senior year, that defensive end, like, he didn't go, like, the one and he uh, was like he got me on like the last play it was like game chilling sack and I gotta eat that the rest of my life but like he hit me with a move dude and I was just like yeah because he ain't done it all night he was just up the field all night and like that play he up the field cut back inside like so fast and I was like yeah, well I mean he got me on that one and yeah ain't nothing you can I'll do about that one but honestly I don't know I felt like a lot of them came from from our team, because you you look at it, you know, yeah, 
like Trent, you know, one of the best I seen. He was going D one. You know, yep. Trey Flowers in the league. We had uh, Darby on. All them. We're looking a lot to watch them on defense and stuff. So, really, a lot of them were on. I'm be kind about were in our building. So that's big facts, man. We had a lot of talent, man. I just wish we could have win. Uh, wish we could have changed up a couple of things that Judson uh get us past the first two rounds. But you know, it is what it is on that one. I mean, shit, they didn't even make the playoffs this year, man. I'm still kind of upset about that one, but. I know they're finna regroup Soto over there now. So, man, Judson about to be on that stuff now. Absolutely. Shoot, man, let's go into your college career, man. Um, What other schools are recruiting you? Because I know like, Howard Payne was like, I know they came in, you know, you know, Coach Unger and stuff like that. But what other schools were interested in you? Or what other schools, what other schools were you trying to, like, you know, talk to? Really, that that part of my life, I feel like I wasn't done with football yet. And for some reason, it was like, I think I needed more to like, this time we're like middle school, high school, like, you know, you football in school and classroom, all that were like together. So, you know, you, you had to know how to like manage your time. <laughs> but I had a feeling like I was going to have to really continue that to get through college. Yeah. That's what I was used to. And at that time, I didn't want to come, come out of my comfort zone. And just be like a full-time student. So our pain came through and then though they were interested. Um so Ross down okay. there, like West Texas. Yeah, like they were East, they out there. And then like this random school from like Vermont. And like that that was the one he actually was uh because that's the they could start texting, you know, recruits. Yeah. And he was texting me, but it was just like, man, I'm not leaving Texas, especially for Vermont. No disrespect to that state, don't really know it. But I'm like, it snows, it's cold. Yeah. Like, I ain't gonna be able to do it. And so um I went off, went off to Howard Payne, you know, and played football. It was leaving San Antonio and really coming out of my comfort zone, going somewhere, don't know nobody. Yeah. Don't got no relationships with anybody up there, which I think helped me in the long run because you know, I I Complete, like I said, I'm a comfort zone like three and a half hours from San Antonio. Yeah. So I was like, I'm out like by myself. So, you know, you got to make it work and you got to like see this thing through. And so I'm looking back on it, glad I was able to accomplish that, you know. That's what's up, man. Do you remember your first conditioning test? Do you remember how hard it was? Right. All right. So we did something different. So they, they didn't do conditioning tests. They just, you know, assumed everybody was out of shape. Right, yeah. so we're all about going to do this. So the first week, we call them jacket days. And so you're getting your lines, your line stretches out. And we would do this from the first day of camp where we're just in helmet all the way until we're like the first day of full pass. Okay. And so we would do up-downs for two and a half minutes, right? Student trainers walking up and down water bottles and all that. And after two and a half minutes, you blow the whistle, you got to jog back to the goal line, and, and then we run 440s. You blow the whistle, you draw back out your line, and there's two and a half minutes of up downs, you know. And I, we would do that for my first two years. We did it for 15 minutes straight. And then my last two years, we did it for, like, 10 minutes. Okay. And that, it was ne- – man, you never got used to that. Because it was – we would go, like, one year, we'd be in the morning, right, Humid- the humidity's all that's there. So you're yeah. already soaked in sweat. Man. One year we did it in the after, afternoon. It's 105. And I mean, so that was how we did conditioning in case we test. They just lined us up. 
Did they ever hit y'all with the That's 5 exciting. o'clock workouts, bro? The 5 a.m. workouts or them 5.30s? Uh, in the off-season? Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah off-season for sure. We would uh, start at 5.30 and we would go till 7.30. So if you had yeah. an 8 a.m. class, you had to book it. <laughs> you got to uh, book it, man. Uh, but honestly, like, to me, I always said, like, that was the hardest part of the workout because you know the workout's going to be hard itself. Like, it's college, you know, the running. Yeah. It's cold outside. So they don't they didn't give you any sweats, no sweats, all, all that stuff. Yeah. But, like, getting up at 5 or certain people 4.30, got to get over there. You got to, you know, 5.30 workout. And to me, that was the hardest part, just getting up every day because you might have to study late, work on a project, yep. all that. You got you know, all the other stuff outside of practice you got, that you still got to do. And, I, you know, first, first I was like, man, like this sucks, right? But I looked at the team and I was like, yo, we got people that work, you know, they getting off at 11, 12. They doing homework at 530. So I was like, yo, I don't have a job right now. It's freshman year. I got nothing to complain about. So we got to get up and, and get to it. And, you know, every year you had, you saw people leave the program. It was like, like they would lead the program, kid you not, either after the first week of conditioning, yeah. they were like, we're not doing that, or they would leave like at the end of the semester after a bunch of them 5 a.m., 5 30 workouts. Man, I remember my first 5 30 workout, man. I was in uh, Northern Colorado, man. It was cold as fuck outside. Like it was ridiculously cold. And bro, you know, the altitude up there ain't no joke, man. Like my first workout, bro, like my our first conditioning test, bro automatically 300s bro they made us run 300s we were timed we had to like make our times like bro it was ridiculous bro and you know i'm coming from south texas going up there that man that altitude bro they had oxygen mask on the sidelines and stuff i was like man this feel like boot camp at judson bro like oh, i'm feeling this now i, now I do remember my, my very first five a.m workout it was a uh, 20 seven degrees outside and the field oh, no. a layer of ice on it and but <laughs> no. they didn't give us like the coaches probably give nobody like no sweats none of that right and so like most of us are out there with the short shirt we had to run you and like three groups skilled guys running back linebacker second group and then uh linemen so we had to run every group had to run uh 10 100s and they all had to count for it to be 10 and then we had eight 80s and six 60s, 440s, and 220s. I don't think we made it past. We might have ran like 260s. We had Damn. to redo the hundreds so many times. Like that took the full two hours. Is the hundreds and the eighties? Man, I bet people puking. The ice, the ice on the field started melt. We just running up and down it. Then you had the people who wore sweats taking them off because they body so hot now from doing all the running. Oh man, I, I remember that first offseason workout. Man, them off-season workouts are, man, they something else, man. What about your first full pads practice? How was that? How was that experience for you? Man, first full pads. Oh, it was different because uh, we had separated the freshmen from the upperclassmen. And so we were just with freshmen. And I, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I, I, from what it could have been, it wasn't that bad because we were just going as fellow freshmen. And yeah. but the first one going against like the dudes that have been there that have been through college offseason and all that, like it was different. But I, I mean, just because you're a lineman, so you know, we going on like 15, 20 play drives in, in practice, it's like you're not getting a break, you know, yeah. it's like the skill guys rotate, but you're not. It wasn't that bad to be honest. 
you know, because freshman year they were that year I be they were really focused on the upperclassmen. Yeah. So as freshmen, like a lot of us weren't thrown out there and things like that. But from like second year on, you know, it was all good. Not none to like roll your eyes at or be like, oh man, we got a hit or I don't want to block that dude. They really want none of that. Okay, that's what's up, man. I, I remember my first practice, man. It was a uh, man. I got my ass smacked in a hole and fumbled, bro. My very first play at practice, man. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's how I started my, my college career off. After that, man, I was like, man, I don't know, man. I don't know if this shit for me. <laughs> I had to wrap this up. Shoot, man. Um, how was Brownwood, the city? Oh, Brown was a super small town, but they like they love their football. They're like that town has one of those like legendary high school too right so they so they all in on football whether it's the high school or the college you know uh but in brownwood you gotta go find stuff to do man unlike san antonio like you know for my case where i know everything is or yeah you know you meet new people from that town it was like man it was just like there was like nothing to do right so you had to find stuff to do so you're having to find distractions but you're probably the only bad thing yeah because you're purposely finding something to distract yourself with but Oh, man, I met some cool people out there. Um, you know, shockingly, to people surprised, like one of the fraternities on the campus, like I joined, I think that's what I did to to, to branch out and yeah. all that. But it's a like quiet town, you know, it's, it's country. So most yeah. of people finding stuff to do are like country related. But one of that bag, you know, like I said, I got to branch out, got to like do different stuff that I probably, I know for a fact that I wouldn't have done. Had I went to school in San Antonio, yeah, you know, learn meet people from different backgrounds and all that. So again, it was like a learning experience, but it, it wasn't bad though. It was, I mean, solid four years. I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it because the day it made it helped me become who I am today. So, man, that's good, man. Like, did you did you take a, any visits up there before you signed? Oh yeah, I took a, I took a visit there. So they were like like these visits are like for football, and they took you they. Took, brought former uh, current players to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, staff and all that to watch around campus and things like that. That's how I went. And I, just, I, you know, I just had a good vibe about the about the school and the university and the coaches because I feel like the ones that I've ended up talking to the most are on my side of the ball. They were like completely up front. So I was like, they, they're up front about everything. Just in yeah. general, the staff, the school staff's up front. You know, I didn't feel like anybody was just, like, putting on a show. So I was like, it came off real authentic. And then I was like, well, I'm going to go up there and, you know, give it a shot. And that's what's up, man. I remember my visit, um, Coach Unger, man. I mean, yeah, shout out to Coach Unger, man. He was just like, yeah, man, we're recruiting a lot of kids from Judson. We got a kids, we got a couple of kids that we're recruiting next year. And I automatically knew a couple of y'all who was going to recruit. I was like, okay, I can see that fit. I can see that piece there, here and there. But – I was like, man, like, when I saw you sign with him, I was like, I bet you he was going to recruit him the entire time I was there with him on that visit. I should have knew, man. But I'm glad you went because um, there was a guy from Madison who went over there. His name was Jonathan Pena. He was, like, a defensive end. He went over there for a little bit. But, man, Yo, like, he sure did. He yeah. Was yeah, he played my first – he was playing fullback. But, yeah, he yo, he come hit you, though. He 100% – 
fullback. He met he met a linebacker in the hole. It's linebacker. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to come with it. Yeah, bro. John John could bro. Jonathan Pena was a was a low man. That dude was a big dude. What's the um? What's the one college team, bro? Like your rival, the team that you absolutely hated playing. In college, nah, yeah. it was uh, uh, so the school would tell you like our biggest rival was like Harden Simmons, but you know they Harden Simmons didn't view us the same way. So I was really like one sided, but I hated playing them because you because you because we because we never beat them. Like we wanted to beat that that team like so bad. Yeah, and but they were on this rise that they're still on now, where they're like the number two team in the conference. Junior out, damn, they're playoff bound playoff bound all the time yeah uh but then we played like so ross and that game was about you know some pages because they were always getting chippy stuff like that so i was like we really want to beat them every year because you because you know we you beat so ross like we beat so ross though no, could you not they start fighting each other like after the game so it's funny to watch oh yeah uh the tw- two times we beat them they uh one time they start fighting each other as they're walking up the ramp to the locker room because they mad off to us. And the second time we beat them, they start fighting on the bus on the way back. <laughs> wow. Like a four-hour bus ride. Man, that is an awkward bus ride. You know, we, oh, no, definitely. And then uh, we beat Louisiana College, I think, twice. I, that could they – that was more like them just talking. They were like Louisiana boys, better than Texas boys. And then, because they had different talent, because they're, they're not a private school. So they're public. So they got like actual like dudes that can like go. Yeah. And we beat them. They were pissed off. But the one school, like everybody would love to beat was like Mary Hart and Baylor. Yeah. They're like, they just won a national championship again this year. They're Jesus, man. Bare minimum national semifinals every year. They, I've, Played against them and seen several of their dudes end up in like the NFL camp. And That's ridiculous. Like, the, like they're not your like normal like D three school. They're they are a cut above everybody. They, they know it and they make sure you know it when the game's over. I feel like they could beat a couple D two schools. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I feel like they could. Oh. So no doubt, but they, but dude, they be finding like studs. They get dudes to commit to them that should go D two. They choose to go there because you know you're gonna probably end up with rain. Yeah, like I remember they had like my sophomore junior. They had three, all three of their free safeties were like six five. And I was oh like, I don't know how you end up with that at this level. Yeah, like the starter was like six five two hundred, then the next one was like six five one eighty, then like the third string was like six five one eighty, and I was like, ridiculous, man. They yeah they when you look at them they don't they just they big they fast but shout out to them though and they got it rolling but like my school Howard Payne you know they won I think seven seven games this year so yeah. they rolling too they just gotta keep I shout to them hope they keep it going and to pull off like one of those like either upset you may be hard in Simmons next fall that'd be big time man if that was to happen bro Brownwood would go crazy. I don't know that. No, like UMSB had a dude, and the only reason he was there is he went to choose as a two-way player. Fred, he, he's a great, but below me, he was like 6'4", 230-pound defensive end. Now, I kid you, that boy gained like 10 pounds, 10 to 15 pounds every year. Dang. And his junior year, we had to go play him there. My, my last year, his face is all over the campus. 
He's the only face you see. You walk in, he's on the billboard. Man, he was different. And he, I, he ended up with somebody's NFL camp. But I was like, how did he end up here? And our coach was like, he was a two-way player of the year. He was in two-way, but he's from this, like, random two-way town. So, like, the big, none of the schools were going there to get him. Yeah. He be got him. And then he started four years out the gate. And I was like, yo, that dude. Dang. Man. He built different for real. That's crazy, man. Uh, he was lead. He, I think he was, like, 6'5". Like two six two fifty two sixty like his junior year like long like dude was just different. Jesus Jesus man um do you remember your best game in college? Best game. Best game. Man. What was your best game in college? Uh, I'm a I'm gonna give you two. So one the same team. So we played Trinity my junior year. And I had tore my MCL like in camp. That's a whole different story. And yeah. I have to think about that. So I get upset. But like, I got an MRI the day, like two days before the game. Mm-hmm. No one thought it was torn. Like, you heard the pop, like the test they do. Like, I felt fine. I went, played the game, didn't give up like any sacks, like pressures. And then I found out it was torn. So I just had like a prize in that. And then played the same team my senior year. And it's more like a unit thing. Like, Quarterback on like average had like the full like three to four seconds for the ball. So he yeah. had like, a clean pocket like all night from all of us. But shockingly, like we lost the game. I don't be why I don't be a little petty here. It, it, I'm upset to this day about it. Like our receivers had 23 drop balls. What? And are you serious? 23 drops. I kid you not. And then our running backs had like three fumbles. But all their fumbles happened like they had already run like forty plus yards down the field. So these are like breaking Bruh, runs. They fumbling the bag. Wow, knocked the ball out. They fumbling the bag. We lost by like seventeen. And so the weird part is that like me and the other two seniors on the line that in my senior year, like if there was like a disgruntled situation, like they would tell me like, "Hey, man, can you go say like, ask the position coach?" Yeah. And so, like, but that game, I was coming. I was like, we were all hot because, like, we could see them dropping the ball, right? And, like, we're <laughs> not being told this. Like, we're blocking. The balls are gone downfield. Like, we see it. I come off the field. I'm, I'm not gonna say word. Like, the two quietest ones are the ones like throwing like the biggest fit. Like, they're just cussing. They're at the receivers. Like, catch the ball. And I was like, yo, but y'all are pissed off. Like, to be talking because y'all don't talk. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal. So, like, that game as a unit, because, like, we took pride. So, we go to film the next day. The head coach was a, D, was a defensive guy. So, he's not even – he don't ever come to the offense. He come over to the offensive meeting. We always meet first to go over, like, do we get our goals and we break off. Yeah. I kid you not. They – the entire staff literally told the offensive line, like, it's your fault we had 22 <laughs> drop balls. Are you serious? Did you not? So, we also – we're sitting in the back wow. of the room. We don't say a word. We walk into the old line room, and so at that time I was like, and I was just made a comment about Jesse Coach because he didn't agree with it with us. Like he just shook his head, like and all that. And I was like, I need to be explained how twenty three drop balls are on us. Exactly. And he was like, well, they say you know, had you got a cleaner pocket, he would have thrown better balls. And then that's when the other two, what? I was like, whatever. The other two seniors were like, so the other two seniors they got up and were like it hit them in the hand, it hit them in the chest. So they were like, we were 40 yards downfield when the running backs got stripped because the, the one of the coaches were like, if the old lineman had ran downfield and like blocked safety, we wouldn't have had a fumble. 
<laughs> bro, are you like, serious? Oh, they're like joking. And I was, yeah. And we thought they were joking at first. They were like dead serious. Wow. And then like, and like had and like some of them had the nerve after like Sunday practice to come out and be like, yeah, y'all, whatever, we could have had a better ball. And I and we were just like, are y'all, y'all for real? Like, did Man. y'all truly believe this? And then like the next game, they had like 18 drop balls. Oh like, my God. And we lost that game by like 17. And running backs had like three or four fumbles again, all 30 plus yards downfield. Terrible. You know? And we got blamed for that. We got blamed for that again. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Coach, but cut these running backs. I, they dropping the bag like that? Cut them. You, know, you take pride in it because our position coach is real like technical. So he would sit there every pass, but he would count the seconds. He'd be like, I was four, I was five, six. So you have in your mind like, the ball should be out. The ball, and they have, he has, he's having more time to get the ball out. So I was like, yo, we did our job. He didn't have to leave the pocket or nothing. And then that game I played without not knowing my ACL was torn and, you know, played, I think I played half that game. Cause my, I was jacked up, dude. But the senior next to me was like, hey, man, I don't think he can go no more. Cause like, yeah, dude went inside. And at that time, when someone goes inside, I was able to cut him off. I cut him off, but like the way my knee shook, went like that, not knowing it was torn. The dude still couldn't get past me, so I took pride in that one right there. Bro, I got a question about the injury, man. Like, when it happened, what was your first reaction? Oh, that was hot. So we meet. We would meet every every day before practice. We meet. We when normally we be the last ones out because our coach is like that. Much, he's that much into film. But this time we got done early, so we're outside because I am just warm up a little bit. And he goes. We're going to go 50%. You should be damn near walking when, you know, shoot the hands pop, just drive, you know, walk it. Everybody should be walking. Yeah, right? like we used to do at Jetson. So we go, right, we go one time through, we go two times through. Well, this dude who wasn't paying attention and failing with his equipment pops in line. We already gone through this twice. He fires off. Bam. I'm walking, and my cleat gets caught in the, in the ground. I can't shake it loose. Bam, fall back. My leg is straight. I felt and heard that pop. Oh, I man. was hot. And I, I I, I cussed him out. Like, that, he moved. And I was like, you get the, you know. Not, but I, I cussed him out bad, right? And you, the other yeah. ones were like, oh, damn. Because that was going to my junior year. And I was competing with this dude for a starting spot. And I was in the best shape of my life. Like, yeah. To this day of my life and, and past the years, the best shape because I was I worked out with like some of my teammates that year. We held each other accountable over the summer for I was like diet and running and lifting and working out twice a day. So I was in my best shape. Yeah. I was having my best camp, you know. All that I was like, oh, I'm that was I'm your year. So the starting spot will be mine. That, yeah, that was this, your this year. My starting spot. Dude popped and I cussed him out. I was like, dog, he told you 50%. He was like, I didn't hear him. And I was like, we went through twice and you were standing there messing with your like. And the, and the one, some of them around them got on, and they were like, how are you not paying attention? Like, we all were doing this, you know. Bruh. Head coach comes out, and I was like, head coach got mad at me for going 50%. And I was like, that's what my business coach told me to do. And he goes, no, ain't no coach going to tell you to do that. So he, I looked at him like, yo, you, you need to get him off my back and tell him you told us 50%. Exactly. He was like, I told him, I told him 50%. He didn't hear me, and he went full speed. And so we go from there. And so – I go on the trainer, and the trainer was like, oh, you didn't tear ACL. He told me some stuff I didn't even heard. He's like, oh, you pinned some of your kneecap fat in your kneecap. I was like, that don't even make no sense. What? 
I'm like, dog, my knee is like swollen, right? I'm yeah. out for a week. I come back like the end of the week before the first game. I'm able to run. I can't stop. How am I able to pass that and, and all this stuff? I don't know. I want to play. And he drug his feet on giving me an MRI. So I get an MRI two, two and a half weeks later. He keeps telling the head coach, oh, he pinched his kneecap fast. Head coach gets given in my grill every day. I'm like, it's torn. I'm like, I know it's torn. I heard the pop. I felt the pop. Everybody around me heard the pop. This thing's torn. He don't believe me. I'm like, all right. So I go. I play that first game. I play like half of it. Me and that dude are still competing. And I feel like, honestly, I had a better game than him that game. And yeah. um, bam, knee goes. Uh, we get back that Monday. I just said, you can go see the trainer. The trainer's like, so your ACL's torn. You completely mm. tore it, you know, a month ago. Like, when you said you tore it, you tore it. And yeah. he was like, do you want to play this season or get surgery? Because you already played the first game. I said, I played the first game because it took two and a half weeks to get an MRI. I was yeah. like, I'm also, like, life after football. I said, when I'm done four years, I want to be able to bend my knee, walk, run, stop when I need to stop, all that stuff. So I'm going to get surgery. Did they medical like surgery? That. I was like, pissed, dude. So, dude, I still have that on the table. Like, if I go back to, like, my master's, I could technically, like, activate that medical risk. I know, yeah, you so yeah, other than I was taking my senior year. Yeah. I technically do. So, that's how it works. So, um, to go back to my sophomore year, I started getting, like, nerve damage. Like, I kept catching stingers, like, random. So, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm feeling my body's breaking down. While well, I'm not having that problem, getting the cam from ACL, we get to rehab it. So, I tore it in August, September. And so I'm like, yo, it takes 12 to 15 months to be back to where you were post ACL surgery. I'm like, oh, I should be good then. Come yeah. back September for game one. Yeah. We go to rehab, start rehabbing at with the school trainer. Bam, go to the doctor. Doctor's like, hey, man, you're like a month ahead of schedule. I'm like, oh, are we good? I'm thinking my mind, we're good. So I'm in there like, yeah, we need to rev up this rehab. He said, yeah. a month ahead of schedule. He calls, he told you that. The trainer's like, oh, no, Let's keep doing calf raises and knee bends and all this stuff. And I'm like, and working on like this half balance thing. I'm like, all right, man, cool. Cause when you do ACL rehab, you gotta do solo leg stuff. So whatever you do solo on your left leg, you gotta do it on your right leg too, or vice versa. So yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm working on my balance and all that, I'm good. It gets to the point, I'm like, I feel like I'm being like held back. So I do it to myself, I start going online and stuff. And I'm like, this is where athletes should be by this stage of the ACL rehab. I go tell him, he said, I went on the doctor to tell me, all right, go to the doctor. Doctor's like, you good? You you know, I feel like you're now behind on your on your rehab. And I'm like, all right, because I am. The train, so we had like three trainers. The head trainer's like, he tells me this like the fifth month of my recovery. Oh, I'm only good at getting people to the walking stage. You got to wait for this guy to do the rest. I was like, what? He wow. was like, yeah, he's off doing basketball right now. Wow. I'm like, oh, no. Nah. So the OC... Yeah, so the OC, um, he, his wife was like, she could be like in a major city, it'd be a big time athlete and elderly people, uh, physical therapist. She's big time in Brownwood, like right now. Yeah. And so I was like, I need to talk to your wife about doing my, like, where should I be? I said, I need, at this point, I'm, I'm like, a, I'm thinking like an old person. I need a second opinion. Yeah. She walks, she, he calls her, she drives up, we go in his office, we meet. And she was like, okay, tell me what you're doing now. I tell her. And she was like, when was the surgery? She goes, well, you should be doing this. She goes, at this stage, you should be doing X. I don't know why you're still doing the other stuff. That You should have been done with that. 
Yeah. So I told him what the dude said. So she was like, all right, I'm going to see if you can do your PT. He had the OC said with, with my wife at the physical therapy place. I said, cool. And I said, because I'm not going to be 100% because I got to tell you that. Yeah. So I like even run one day. The trainer came out and said, no, you got to wait for the doctor to clear you. I said, dog, it's like month six. Yeah. Like, I got to go. Like yeah. seven. I'll be on seven by being spring ball. When basketball ends, the other dude comes back. So even he was like, all right, it's top on the squat rack. I said, I ain't squat. He goes, you should have been squatting like at least a month and a half ago. I said, no, he wouldn't let me. Like, I'm telling you, this dude was like this. And he and he was like, that ain't right. He was only showing up there like twice a week. So I wasn't even getting in really in with him. And then the head trainer found out I was trying to go on with the OC's wife to help me with my PT. And he got like in my face and was like, the NCAA rules, you're going to do your physical therapy where the school allows you is going to pay for it. And you got to do it here. He got like offended. Yeah. I'm like, all right, man cool like whatever so i my eight months is like may we're out of school dude hey man you're perfectly clear he he gonna come here you're cleared now to do all running and lower body activity i'm like i should have been doing that because this should be a six to eight month rehab you're clearing me at eight to be full go to do full things you're supposed to ease into it like a couple months before we get to the season like me training summer was like a struggle because i was behind where i should be even his wife was like you're, you're like, yeah, he, he, you're two months behind. You're going to be two months behind the whole time. Wow. And so we get to like, where the season starts. I already know my knees at 100%. I already know it. Like, there's stuff I was struggling to be able to do, which I should have been able to do, especially being a year out now. Yeah. And so the OC and them, so they were like, coach staff was like, why are you taking medical rest? Or, you know, why are you going to take it? Why you want to be a senior so bad and go out like your actual class and not like take a year? I was like, man. And the OC pulled me in one day. He was like, is it your knee? I said, I could deal with the knee because it's going to eventually get better percent if I do the offseason and, and I've been doing football movements and all that. Like, my knee wasn't in my first been ready to go until, like, the end of the season. Like, it, like where it was in, like, November, end of yeah. October is where I thought it where I thought would have been in August, September, you know. And I was like, man, look, I'm catching stingers. I don't know what it is. I'm severe stingers, both arms. I can shake the wrong way. I catch a stinger. Like, my nerve's bad. The the trainer sent me to some irritated doctor in Abilene. He told me I was making stuff up. So, and he cared less. And I told him, I said, he only cares if you're a female athlete. Like, female athlete, you get hurt, you and the doctor the next day. MRI the next day. Dang, he's like that? Man. Oh, he was like, yeah. We said it. it, We we would, oh, everybody, the girl, the female athletes would make jokes about it. They'd be like, oh. We get hurt. We in doctor the next day. Am I right? Maybe no more than two days. Y'all gotta wait. Especially Bruh. if you play softball. Oh, jumping line. Like wow. I tore my ACL. The softball player tore her ACL. We tore it the same day, right? Yeah. Her doctor's appointment and her MRI were before mine, not the season. Like straight like that. And so he was. I was like, man, my body's breaking down. I told him straight. I don't trust training staff. I said, he told me this to my face. He's only good for the first three months of rehab. He's had my rehab. So I'm behind. I'm like, and, you know, my body hurts. And I was like, my knee, nerves. I was like, it's, it's time for me to go ahead and hang it up. But, yeah, I mean, that ACL injury was different because they don't, what they don't tell you about it is, like, like there's actually, like, stages of, like, you go through, like, being sad and depressed, then being pissed off and angry because at one point you want to do more, your body won't let you, but you know you can do more. And then, like, you're ready to go. And, like, I went to, like, all those phases. But, like, that angry stage was with me once that guy told me, like, 
he's not good at this kind of rehab. Yeah. And so like I was like pissed off for like three months. Like I was angry. Right after I, said, I was angry at everybody, I was mad at everybody. And one thing, it wasn't nothing they did. You know, it was an automatic situation. It was one of those, you know, human things where you like take your frustration on other people, you know, you quick trigger to say something. Like that's where I was, you know. But then so I had to learn from that too. But yeah, ACL, the ACL journey was different, man. Like my knee's healthy now, but then like that that season we started, my knee was not ready to go when we started camp. I knew that. And then the coach was like, your knee wasn't healthy all year, was it? I was like, no. And he was like, because of rehab. I was like, yes. Like I bought a gym membership for down the street to try to do my own rehab once that dude told me like he don't know what he's doing. But he wouldn't let me go to some more if he knew what they were doing. I was bro, like, that man tried to sabotage your career, bro. Man, he set me, he set me up for failure on that one. He did. That's ridiculous. Did. That's ridiculous. Man, I didn't know. I didn't know it was uh, like that, man. Yeah. So he literally told me, you need to wait till April for this guy to show up. I was like, oh, this it's, it's January. It's February. I'm like, what are you talking about? Bro. Like, oh, I'm no. He told me I'm no good after after two two to three months. He said he's no good at this. We used wow. to be doing like cranking up the activity level. And he told me, he said, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm no good. He said, you got to wait three months. I said, wait, and basically January and April, I said, three months. But see, that dude was doing basketball. So when college, like soccer is in the fall, like, what our soccer team would do is like play games in the spring. Well, he was the soccer trainer. He would go yeah. with them in the spring. So like, even when he showed up in April, like air quote, he was only there twice a week. So I'm like, Amen. At that point, you got to chalk it up to it is what it is. It's out of my control. I try to get around it. That dude pulled out an NCAA rule because he felt offended instead of just owning it and doing what's best for the athlete. So, but, hey. Man, that's crazy, bro. That is ridiculous, man. I've never I've never heard of something like that before. That's 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 a new one, man. That's a new one, man. Um, Shoot. If UTSA was, you know, if they would have offered you, would you have gone? Yeah, but at the, at, I'm gonna be real in high school, my going to my senior year, like I was I was lazy. I that was my worst off season, my worst summer, my worst fall camp. Like I didn't even have the coaches for not playing anymore. Honestly, looking back, they were in the right. So I don't even want to say how you tested off me because I didn't think I did I didn't do enough. For them to even act like to be on their radar. And but in the perfect world, I took care of my business, my junior senior year, and I got in, and I got hurt, wouldn't have got lazy and could have been on that project uh trajectory had they, yeah, definitely. Like, why not stay home? And looking at UTSA now, I mean, even though I'm not in the city right at the moment, like I'm proud, man. They represent the city well. Man, I'm saying giving San Antonio more recognition, put more eyes on it. So I, like, I'm proud of them, boy. Like they, they help and put San Antonio on the map. And anytime somebody puts San Antonio on the map in a positive light, man, I got nothing but love for them. Bro, I'm I'm so proud of UTSA, man. Like I've watched every UTSA game this year. Man, like just seeing the Alamo Dome rocking like that, man. Seeing um sincere and the boys from Judson, man, and um uh, Buford, he's from uh, Wagner, ain't he? So like, bro, just seeing everybody from the boys from FN seventy eight balling like that, man. Like you love to see it, you know the buildings getting lit up, you know blue and orange, like 
bro, San Antonio is really messing with UTSA right now, man. I'm really feeling it. So, you know, hopefully them boys can keep it up, man. Like, see my coach trailer is like really turning the city on to the whole thing of having a college team. Cause you know, everybody down there was a UT fan forever. So it's nice to see uh, more UTSA stuff in stores too. So I'm really hoping they keep it up. And Frank Harris is coming back oh, yeah. next year too. So that's, that's good Are too. He's going he gonna ball. But you know, San Antonio was always one of the football teams, you know, because we were technically in school still when they had that that first I remember going to that first game. Yep. Dome was rocking in, and I was Man, like 56, all San Antonio was football. Like it, it, no, it, no, no disrespect to like Trinity because they're D three, like you know, had a team too, but like San Antonio wanted like an NFL team, like a D one. Yeah. They got a UTSA and they and they put them in the dome downtown. Like perfect. Hey man, this is perfect. Hey, everything. What what could go wrong, right? It's gonna be rocking. They're gonna have the city support through and through. And now they winning, man. I I I I really want to go back two years ago now. Like so, I'm trying to find my way back down to San Antonio for that for one for that being one of the reasons why. Oh, definitely, man. Like, I'm, I'm definitely trying to go – when they play Texas State next year, I think it's in the Alamo Dome, too. I am definitely looking forward to that one because that game is going to be loud as hell, man. It's going to be a good game. Like, that's going to be the game where they, they, I think the Alamo Dome will be sought out that game. I really do. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they go down there. They're going to sell out quick. That's crazy, man. But, shoot, man, like, I just want to know, man, like, all through all, you know what I'm saying? I've known you my entire life, basically. Um, what's the one athlete that you think didn't get enough appreciation? Mm. The one athlete. The one athlete that you that has been on our one of our teams that you feel was not appreciated enough. Ooh, that's a tough question. Uh I'ma say. I'm partially because he's one of my. I consider him a brother at this point in my life. Uh, Jabri, yep, like Jabri Jefferson, like that yes, dude. Because I'm gonna go back to it, man. They never let my man score, man. I didn't doubt the appreciation right Wait, there. Wait, like, he, he didn't score not one time. Oh, oh, like he broke that long run. He broke that one year. They took him out the next play, and like we scored the next play, and they ah, did not give it to him on the tough. goal. But you know, appreciation. I think that like that. I, for me, that's the one I could think of. Probably because he's like I said, I said my brother. I just remember that right there. Yeah, I'm gonna say him. And then another one. I think he got it late. His senior year was was one of your one of your close boys being Mark Ash. Shout out being to my boy Mark. Bro. He went from defense. Boy, he went from defensive end to safety in like four years, and bro. was always Mister Reliable. He was. When in doubt, go oh, Mark Ass, you know. So like Mark, Mark Ass and Jabri. Bro, I got a I got a Mark story for you, bro. This this is this is how I knew Mark was. This that dude, bro. So freshman year, man, they had my man at um defensive end. He wasn't super fast, but he could run, bro. Going into I think sophomore year, he played linebacker, bro. <laughs> linebacker, I think it was sophomore or junior year, and I was like, bro, he's the littlest linebacker I've ever seen. And then, bro, I remember we did the Rose test, and he ran, like, a 4-4. And I was like, bro, what the hell? It came out of nowhere, bro. And then, like, next thing I know, he playing safety. 
he's starting a couple of games because Zach got hurt. He out there playing with Trent and them. I was like, dog, like my boy didn't really came up, bro, from defensive end to bro, I'm running a 4-4. Like, shit was crazy, man. Shout out to Mark Ash one time. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah we were all there. We were in a 4-4. Everybody was like, what? Shocked. Yeah, I was he, like. He got that. He he got so fast in high school, like out of every, every year, he got like extremely fast. And he won like a little bit. He like he was jumping. Like it's up to him though, man. Bro, that man was so fast. He was one of our legs on the four by one team that went to state. Like he sure was. That man can run. Was, that yeah. man can run. Oh, definitely. Bro, I always thought about um I always thought Michael Williams was a little underappreciated for a little bit, man. I really do. You know, you said, man, I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Michael's nice, man. Michael's I nice think, as a DB, bro. That man was nice. And he, he and also, he could have played receiver, too. And, well, the system we ran, he would have, like, if a modern system, he would, he would be a, he would have been a nice slot receiver. But, you know, we've. But I formation back then, so but him at DB, though, he was nice, man. He was, bro, he was nice, bro. I mean, shoot, I know he was he wasn't that tall. Like his first, I think first one or two years playing varsity, but bro, Michael Ball, bro, I felt like you know he he didn't get you know much appreciation, much love as he should have got. But bro, even Keith Barnett, like coming from receiver to he went to DB, I feel like bro, Keith, I feel like Keith should have been a DB the whole time, bro. I feel like he definitely would have been at a bigger school than Abilene Christian. Oh, probably, but you know, at the time, remember, it was him, and we had a time and my club, but then when Dennis, you know, Dennis came over, and we had all three of them, but, you know, then we were really just doing one receiver at a time, sometimes yeah. two at a time. Yeah. So, I mean, those three really were, like, I think the was the Roosevelt game, those senior year, all three were on the field at the same time. First of all, we just threw it deep to Keith. I was like, outside of that, how often were all three of them – on the field at the same time, you know, because you got them at our receiver room, you got toast, you had a uh, receiver room, wasn't bad, but how they were all not on the field at the same time. But like, he went over the corner and balled out. Mike continued to ball out, and Mike played like a dog, man. He played hungry like every play. So, bro, he did. Man. I think we used like Mike's height, like he made up for it with his aggression. He, like, Mike was nice, man. Mike can run too. Mike fast. I mean, he can run. It's not like oh, yeah. it's not like he couldn't run. Like Mike, Mike got some wheels on him. He can move. Anybody, but he has some quick feet, man. His, oh, yeah, his footwork was nice. Ooh, I, ooh! Since we're going off of this, bro, who is the best Judson DB that you have seen? Ooh. Oh, man, we be you and me talk about this all the time. Dominique Maddox. Oh my boy! Shout out to Maddox. He does not get enough love. He does not, bro. Maddox was a madman. Yo, that secondary he was in though. Him, Eric, Eric, Philip, Anthony. Like that was a cold secondary, man. Bro, our entire secondary. I think all of them could have went to what D like big division D one. I know uh Robert Shaw ended up going to Sam Houston State, and that man had damn near an all American career over there. So he. he he was nice too. See, that's see the DBs though. You had like those two, then you had Anthony and Shaw. Here comes Trent and Zach as a duo, and you had Trey back there. Like there was that that was Man. a window where Judson was not lacking at the safety position at all. Bro, I, I think about that. But I'm like, man, even just corners, like 
Richard, Keith Barnett, Philip Gaines, Quinn Reels, Eric Brown, Trayvon Gamboa, Mike Williams. Like, bro, just going off of just corners, like, bro, that, that's a tough one, man. Just the best, but I'm going to have to – yeah, man. See, that's, a, was, see, that's a good – that's a good Justin conversation, though. You you talk about Justin DBs and from either your time or, you know, you should really ask that question to someone that's seen them all, like, from the stands, right? That's a yeah. conversation that I think can go on for, like, hours. You put everybody in one room. Bro, there's just, there's just too much tape that you would have to go through on all those DBs, bro. Like, all of them were – do you know how many first-team district, second-team district DBs there are and just – my class and your class put together, like, bro, just imagine all those other classes you would have to get. It's too much work. That's too much. Yeah, man, that's just crazy, though. Honestly, just a loaded. That's an all-around loaded this DB lineage right there. And I thought you were talking about the DBs that came before them. So that's true. That's true. You ever think about going back to judging and coach? Nah, I've been asked that. Uh, Charlton was doing. I don't know, man. Part of me is like, now, do I want to come back to the city? I want percent. You know, whenever those, whenever that uh, is allowed on this journey I'm on, like, I'm definitely down for it. Yeah. But like, come back to Judson, like, I don't know, man. Because part of me is like, no offense, those like, I want to walk like different halls. I want to be at the, in the same halls like my whole life. But the coaches yeah. that are still there, like Colin Anderson, I know, I know the trends down there. I mean, power to them. You're going back to, you know, being there that long and being, dime, you know, rep, repping the Diamond Jet their whole life. Like, kind yeah. of for me, I've never looked at it that way. I've always looked at, I'm going to go wherever, like, this journey takes me. And I'm going to go to that place. The journey takes me back there. Then, you know, I'm I'm work my butt off and take it. If it takes me somewhere else, it takes me somewhere else. But it's not really something I, I think about a whole lot. Man, that's what's up, bro. Like, man. That's good, man. That's good, man. Like, I'm just really proud that you uh you achieved what you achieved, man, so far, man. Like, like I said, I know you were going to coaching, man. And um, man, like you know, you know every college statistic from history, bro. And I'm just like, bro, I, I knew you were gonna do something in sports. It's either gonna be a coach or like a commentary or like an analyst or something, bro. So man, I'm just really proud of you, man. Um, appreciate you for coming on with me, bro. You already know what it is. It's all love my love, man. I know you my whole entire life, so. I'm really proud of you, man, and um, continue doing what you're doing, bro. You know, you're a good dad. You're a good coach. So keep keep rocking on your path that you on, man, for real. No, man, I appreciate it, man. As much love comes from you, man. Yeah, all right, my boy. Well, I'm going to holler at you later, man, all right? All right, man. All right, appreciate you.